1: And when you rebel against that and step outside it, and you want to have sex without marriage, you want to have sex with yourself, you want to have sex with, you know, it just gets, all of a sudden, you have all kinds of problems. Psychological problems, physical problems, sicknesses develop that didn't have to to exist. All kinds of things happen. We, We have just chaos and broken families and all kinds of things that we would not have had to deal with had we just been content to trust Him and stay within the parameters He established for us. Ever since the words, Ye
0: hath God said, mankind has been second-guessing the moral standards of God. As history clearly shows, this has done nothing but create disastrous results. In his message today, Pastor Robert focuses on the blessings of adhering to God's design for marriage, as well as the consequences of compromising that design. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: It's completely unloving and irresponsible if I let my child tear my house down. Take that and superimpose it now. Just think about it in the context of, of a perfect father who is... Completely and perfectly loving. He's established an order. He's built a house. It's exactly what it should be and needs to be. Should he now modify it to suit our rebellious behavior? Is that loving? No, it's not. That's not loving. It's unloving. It's unloving. Like I said in the beginning, we follow Jesus. Jesus doesn't follow us. He doesn't change His plan because His plan is perfect. He only needs one because He gets it right the first time. He got it right the first time. And we need to modify and adjust to His perfection, not the other way around. We don't need, we don't want God to become imperfect so that He blends in with us. The other point of discussion is that, well, you know, that's the Old Testament. Jesus never dealt with this. Wrong. Turn to Matthew chapter 19. This is why it's so important that you read the book for yourselves. Don't take my word for it. Matthew chapter 19, Jesus himself dealt with this subject. We're told in verse 1, he'd been ministering around the Sea of Galilee and in that area Capernaum and Bethsaida and all of those little towns around the lake. And it came to pass when he'd finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea. That's where Jerusalem is, beyond the Jordan River. And great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him, saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning... Made them male and female. Now, again, there's no misinterpreting that. He who designed us made us male and female. Biological terminology. Verse five, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Jesus, and here's where I think we do need to interpret just a little bit. I don't think Jesus was merely talking about one marriage. What God has joined together, let not man separate. I don't think he was talking about one couple. I think he was talking about the bigger picture, Why do I think that? Well, because they were talking to him about the concept of marriage and divorce. And he said, listen, don't mess with what God has done. You don't have the right. You don't have the wisdom. What God has joined together, let not man separate. What did God join together? A man and a woman for life. Notice that this deals with polygamy. All the way Going all the way back to Genesis, Jesus affirms it. The plan of God was one man, one woman, life. There's something spiritual taking place here, and we don't want to tamper with it. We don't want to separate it. What the Bible teaches us is true and right, and it's loving. It's generous on the part of your Father who is completely and perfectly devoted to you. This deals with polygamy. It deals with adultery. It deals with masturbation. It deals with homosexuality. It deals with all of it. Can you see that? Jesus says, listen, from the beginning, the one who made you, made you male and female and said that for this reason a man will leave his father and mother. That's the only legitimate reason. Just, you know, the Italians have it right. Just live with Mama. And then when you're ready to, to man up and be responsible, well, then you move out and you get married and, and you, you live as a man, not as a boy, not as a tweeny, as Pastor Ken likes to call him. No such thing as teenagers, tweenies. That's what we, we grow tweenies in this country. And he's right. We teach men to remain boys and behave childishly. We need to understand what he's telling us here, what he's teaching us, is that God loves us so much that he thought up this relationship. He made us as two parts of one being, and, and he, he made us in such a way that when we come together in the way that he intended, in the protective parameters of, of a godly marriage, it's ecstasy. It's unbelievable. And when you rebel against that and step outside it and you want to have sex without marriage, you want to have sex with yourself, you want to have sex with, you know, it just gets, all of a sudden you have all kinds of problems. Psychological problems, physical problems, sicknesses develop that didn't have to, didn't have to exist. All kinds of things happen. We, we have just chaos and broken families and all kinds of things that we would not have had to deal with had we just been content to trust Him and stay within the parameters He established for us. He also tells us here that, that sexual sin is in a unique category. He doesn't say it's worse. You know, a lot of times in our, I don't know, maybe it's kind of a pendulum swing or a backlash, I i, I don't know, but we, we tend to view certain things as worse than others. You know, it's like homosexuality is, is a worse sin. Well, you know what? When you look at the Bible, it, 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 different category, all sexual sin is in a different category because he says it directly affects your body. And your body is not... Temporal, you know the, the the statement in there: the stomach for food and food for the stomach. And but God's going to destroy both. You know, the, there's a temporal aspect. You know, it's it's not permanent. But but one day, He who raised Jesus from the dead is going to raise your physical body from the grave. And He says, you know, if you if you have come to Jesus in faith and humility, and His Spirit now lives inside you. Number one, you're not your own. You can't just do whatever you want with your body. It belongs to him now. It's supposed to be used for his purposes, not for your indulgences. You're not free to you know, just destroy this thing. He has a plan for it. That's one aspect. The other aspect is he's living inside you, and now you're going to go hook up with a prostitute? That ought to scare you to death. That's kind of the implication there. You don't have a right to do it, and you're just so foolish if if you forget that. When you start using something that belongs to Him and in which He dwells in a rebellious, corrupt, sinful manner. I hope you can hear the heart behind this. Because so often today, the idea is that God is just trying to give you a boring life. He's trying to hold out on you. And it's all lies. It's all lies. He wants to keep you safe. And he wants you to be perfectly and completely fulfilled. That's what he wants for you. And he alone knows exactly how that can be brought about, how that can happen in your life. He's the only one. If you'll trust him and do it his way, what you'll find is perfect peace and perfect joy. You'll find difficulties and hardships as a part of that process. I'm not going to kid you. But you're going to have those either way. Sometimes life is hard. Do it without Him or do it with Him. Do it with the ultimate outcome, His promise, His assurance being that that ultimately you're going to be fulfilled and joyful and you're going to be with Him forever or not. The choice is yours.
0: The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at mainthingradio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305 531 2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305 531 2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.